be happy Love to talk radio. Welcome to Mountain Bear. I'm Asen, and with me tonight is Joe. How you doing, honeys? I'm doing great. How are you this evening? Oh, doing evilly well. You know, a few listeners here and there, nothing major. What's up, huh? Oh. You know, oh, we had a real fun weekend. That we did. Um, kind of barren after you. Figured yeah. you needed it after last week. Please, I needed a month of that after last week. Um, uh, yeah, that 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 was a very expensive week to own a vehicle. Very expensive week to own a vehicle. You know, to rent a house, to run a business, to put up bullcrap. But well, it was yeah. also very eye-opening. Oh, how so? Well, you know, we went down to one of my favorite little states. It's always been like, okay, if all else fails, I can move either A to Columbus or B, move back to Greensboro or even down to Myrtle Beach. Well, I'm changing that opinion. Oh, you forgot how hot it was. No, it's not. It has not a deal to do with the heat, honey. I enjoy the heat. I felt wonderful. What I didn't enjoy was the discrimination and the attitude and the hello, you know, I'm paying for your state to operate, but you oh, don't dear. want me here. Well, yeah, there, there, well, it was, it was interesting. It really was. I was, because I hadn't been back um, mm-hmm. in almost eight years. And to find out in that time that, um, hi, North Carolina, one of the tobacco capitals of the world, has gone non-smoking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how? How did that happen? Didn't really make any sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then got introduced. Sure. We did. We got introduced to our first non-smoking apartment complex. Not to be confused with a non-smoking apartment in which your unit or your building is non-smoking. 
we're talking from one corner of the property line to the other all the way around. No smoking. Not in the parking lot, not in the breezeway, not on the stairs, not beside the pool, not on the sidewalk, not not in your car, not nowhere. Non-smoking apartment complex. I was like, that's a new one on me. I, I was like, well, setup. welcome to Russia. <clears throat> well, I don't know that we can call it Russia. It was pretty. No, it wasn't. It looked like it came <laughs> out of a Lowe's catalog. But I don't even start with trying to sell it on me. Okay, it was pretty inside. Out of a Lowe's catalog, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. I've seen that kitchen. It's been in Lowe's. It was bought at Lowe's. Well, you know, it had to come from somewhere. Well, I know, but it would have been nice if, you know, they had done a little design on it, figured out their dimensions correctly, how to properly use some spacing. But no, I'm sorry. It's little Russia. You know, and this is the, you know, we get, we hear about it all the time. We hear about, you know, and it gets sold to us in spoonfuls of discrimination. And a lot of people don't like the way I look at it. But the way I look at it is these little things is what leads up to bigger things. You know, oh, you can't smoke in your car. You can't smoke in your house. You can't drive after 4 p.m. as you start taking away vices or freedoms or, you know, things that we've decided are morally wrong. And this is spanning over from the Victorian era and moving its way on up, you know, is how they create discrimination. But they don't label it that. They label it public health. And they sell it to you as public health think that people would have realized this from the Jim Crow laws, from all the 1960s. It ain't changed. It's the same thing. Package it different, well, find and, a new thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and we've kind of gone through that. That's why we're even having to have a legalization of marijuana conversation Considering that so much of the original colonies was built on hemp, um, it it was a little strange when you kind of go back to the time period in which marijuana became illegal to suddenly realize that this was entirely a business decision um, Mm -hmm. masquerading as a public health crisis. Um, so I certainly understand that, and we and that was a, that was multiple things happening at once um, <laughs> that, that made you know hemp products, marijuana, and a lot of other, you know it, it created also the backbone of the um, mandatory minimums and our kind of mass incarceration problem Mm -hmm. that we're locking Mm -hmm. people up sometimes for extreme amounts of time for what equates out to smoke a little pot 
And it's mm-hmm. also frequently done with a lot of disparity between race. If you're mm-hmm. white and 18 and you're smoking pot, you probably are going to get community service at worst. Maybe not even that. Um, yeah. you know, kind of a prayer for judgment, don't do that again. Not that you're likely to get pulled over or arrested in the first place. But then you turn around, and if you're 18 and you are not white, you're most mm-hmm. likely looking at getting arrested. You're most likely going to end up taking a plea deal. You're, mm-hmm. You could easily get, you know, probation, parole, something, you know, in that, that mindset that this is going to carry with you. You know, you're, you're going to have to declare this for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. It, it's, it does in many ways become discrimination, especially when you look at, it, it, in, in terms of smokers, um, even. When you look at that based on statistics, demographics, a lot of the people that end up being affected by those policies Mm-hmm. are disproportionately um, of minorities. Um, funny sure. little thing with oppression and um, discrimination and abuse, that tends to lead to certain level of substance use. Not abuse. Mm-hmm. Note there wasn't an AB in front of it, but an amount of substance use. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there there are increased rates of smoking and alcohol use and, you know, sometimes recreational drug use. Mm-hmm. Um, generally benign in all cases. You know, you have a few drinks, you smoke a pack a day maybe or a half pack a day, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know. And you're functionally fine. But we end up getting into the situation where it's really easy to make the groups that these policies end up targeting mm-hmm. take a higher disadvantage for it. Right. That it's not just, you know, and, and we've been watching this in the news recently, and it is just, mm-hmm. to an extent, I, I will personally say I, I'm so sorry that it is this bad um, because there was a brief point that you know I don't want to say I found a certain level of humor that's not the right word mm-hmm. but a, a certain level of this is ridiculous like it's it would be funny except it's so serious, um, right. to the words, driving while black. But mm-hmm. now it's gotten to the point of ordering food while black and sitting in a coffee shop while black and going to the pool while black. And, you know, and it's, it, it's also happening, you know, and, and we want to, we don't tend to, claim it as much, at least in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. but we go through similar crap. You know, yeah. walking while gay, you know, PDA while gay, 
Um, being in public with your partner while gay, parking while gay, driving while gay, <laughs> living while gay, you know. Um, you can end up going through a lot of similar situations. Not the same, mm-hmm. but similar. Um, yeah. And if you're adding, you know, race into that, you know, it's bad mm-hmm. enough to be white and gay. It, mm-hmm. I'm sure, does not get better when you are a person of color and gay. It, right. it, it just cannot get better. I, I just don't see that mm-hmm. being an improvement. Like, you know, two minority statuses cancel each other out. I, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. I think they multiply. There's there's no way they yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, but, and, yeah, and, and we start seeing a lot of this. Yeah, and we start seeing the crazy crap going on. I mean, we got Permit Patty. You know, we've got Barbecue mm-hmm. Barber or whatever her name is that is just overly stupid. Okay. Oh, at this point, and, I don't think any of us can keep up. I mean, it's no, spiraling I mean, at a rate that it was like, okay, some of these were cute and funny when it was happening like one or two times. And they were mm-hmm. easy to keep up with, like Permit Patty and, you know, whatever. Now it's to the mm-hmm. point it's like I, I can't close my news feed um, <laughs> without it being like another idiot said, or did right. something stupid for right. no obvious reason other than mm-hmm. you're not the same color as me. I don't think you belong. Mm-hmm. And that's what it ultimately right. comes down to is belonging. Is right. when we create communities that allow discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we've done that. Historically, we have done that over and over and over and over again. Um, all the way back. Um, at, at least, as, yeah, I mean, well, in this country... Go back to the beginning. Um, but, you know, we, we especially have created communities of discrimination, um, mm-hmm. especially um, through things like redlining, in which banks had certain segments of town divided that were technically divided by race, which regardless of your race in when you go into the bank, you were not getting a loan to live there. No. Not going to happen. Um, and especially not if you were a person of color trying to get a loan. Um, right. You know, the, the, this wasn't going to happen. Um, and then we have this H- HOA situation. And mm-hmm. part of me liked the idea behind an HOA. If HOAs were what HOAs ought to be, Mm-hmm. I would have a fond appreciation of HOAs, mm-hmm. but I've never seen one that isn't a problem. Like, right. if the goal were to keep a community looking nice, not really, like, over the top, just generally, mm-hmm. like, we don't want to junk it up. We don't want to have a lot of, like, busted things going on. We're going to give you reasonable time to fix them and try to help you with that and be, you know, a little creative there. 
Mm-hmm. But that's not what they are. They're they're basically railroading units to push people out of their homes. Right. Or you to know, aggravate the hell out silly, of them. Stupid, annoying. Yeah. And it becomes well, you know, I this, had a problem like, with that with the townhouse and Right. I had a mm-hmm. problem with that at the townhouse. When I had the townhouse oh, yeah. in Columbus, one of the mm-hmm. vehicles of the six that I had was a nineteen seventy one Lincoln Continental. Beautiful mm-hmm. car, showroom quality car, looked gorgeous. Yeah, I got a lovely letter from the HOA. You need to remove your junk vehicles from the property. Yep. You don't have junk vehicles. Contact the HOA president, who is Barbie on steroids with Stepford wife in Charles. Um, She goes, yeah, uh, you know, she was, you'll understand what I'm talking about, and you can share the story if you choose to, but she was a tasty. Oh, great. And she says, yeah, she goes, well, you've got that old yellow car out there, and I haven't seen it move in months. I said, it's a classic show car. Well, you'll have to keep it in the garage. Not a problem. We move the Buick out and move the Lincoln in. Big deal. Uh-huh. But it's like, <laughs> that's why we will never live in an OHOA if I can find a way to do it. Yeah, really. Um, you know, no, I want to paint I'm, my house like, red and black. I should be able to do that. Um, well, to an extent, I... See, that's where I see, like, HOAs may be coming in helpful. You know, mm-hmm. to to an extent. To an extent. Um, because mm-hmm. a lot of communities are developed with kind of a vision. And, yes, what mm-hmm. you do to your house and your property can affect your neighbors. No one wants to live next to the eyesore. No one wants that that experience, you know. And it's really difficult in some ways to kind of take a standard and try to get everyone on board with it. But that that would be where I could kind of see an HOA. Like, that's part of the HOA dream. Like, if this is all an HOA was, is, hey, look, Mm -hmm. we've got some community ideas. Mm -hmm. And before you buy your house, this is kind of the color palette. This is this is what we're working with. You know, kind of a range of colors. You can configure them. You know, things like that. Down with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so that you don't get like this really nice, neutral, stone, quiet little neighborhood with like the hot pink, and purple house, mm-hmm. which I think originally was the intent, is that, okay, let's not go so far. Um, you mm-hmm. know, no one wants to live next to the house with a six-foot-tall grass. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a hazard. Mm-hmm. Really high grass, really slithery things. You know, give me, right. you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut the grass. 
you know, and no, sure. you don't want it to look like a junkyard. You know, to, like within reason. Like you, okay, I see you have a car in the driveway. Awesome. That's great. If the car looks like it could run, that's great. If the car is parked in the grass and like three wheels are off of it and like, I don't know, there's just like panels falling off. Like no one wants to see mm-hmm. that. That's too far. And again, that's where mm-hmm. I, I sit here and think that if that's where we kind of have that HOA thing at, like if that mm-hmm. were its boundary. Like, okay, there's yeah. acceptable life, and then there's, no, you've gone too far. Clean it That's up. Right. Right. Then I think that those we would aren't... have a functional HOA concept. Mm-hmm. But that's not the current functional HOA concept, because the neighbor across the no. street can go and work on his vehicles in there, have oil running down the driveway, out into the street, and he's okay. He's not getting notices from HOA. He's not getting, mm. you know, crap for, you know, being told, we'll put it in the garage. Or, you know, if you're going to because do that, the neighbor, if you're going to own want. that. Exactly. Yeah. They don't want the neighbor well, that, and that's you the, know, it's a weird the one. we run into with companies we work for. I'm sorry, every employee handbook I've ever been handed reduces down to, here are all the reasons that we can fire you. The reality Mm -hmm. is, no one gives a crap about 90% of them. Unless we have a non-legal reason to want to, to get rid of you, we will come consult these and get mm-hmm. rid of you for a perfectly legal, right. we don't have to pay unemployment reason. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's a lot of the, you know, hi, this is your HOA. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we run into that everywhere. Yes. Um, you, you'll see, Russ, we've all seen the no shirt, no shoes, no service. That's been up mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. Um, and you'll still see people that will get denied service, and you'll see people that will get service. They may both not be wearing shoes. They may both not be wearing shirts. They may not be wearing either one of those. Sometimes you'll watch someone walk in and get it. Sometimes you'll watch them walk in and not. And what's interesting, often the people that you see get denied are somehow different from mm-hmm. the person behind the counter that can make that request. Yeah. Although I do right. like those signs, and I think that other businesses should have to have signs up like that, especially if they're cake makers or bakers or, you know, whatever else. We, you know, they provide a service. You know, mm-hmm. I have to put onto my thing everything that the government requires me to have, and one of them <laughs> is, you know, I'm not a counselor. I cannot provide these services to you. Um, okay. Which drives me, you know. 
I also have situations that I don't read on. I don't call up the dad. Not no. my deal. No. I make it clear that I am not a medium anywhere. I don't fit medium anywhere. I am a large at least and normally an extra large with the new sizing. Well, yeah. So I think that other businesses should do that. That way we can choose if we want to do that. Well, but unfortunately we get into the situation that for a lot of businesses, they're never really going to care. Like they don't. You know, Mm -hmm. if they can find the market segment and exploit them, Mm -hmm. they're happy to do that. If it makes them money, they'll do it. You know, quickest way to clear out a lesbian club is to tell, go inside and, you know, tell them someone's Subaru is being towed. Mm-hmm. There's a very good reason for that. Subaru spent sure. a lot of money on advertising very pointedly to a lesbian market. And so... There are lots of lesbians who own Subarus. Um, But at the end of the day, you really have to question, is that realistically a value for Subaru? Or is it just an exploitable market segment that worked out for them? The original studies that Subaru did identified that a lot of Subaru owners were lesbians or were at least lesbian supported. They Mm -hmm. kind of ran with it. They went, okay, you know, not the market segment we thought we had. We thought it was mostly, you know, doctors and paramedics. And I think then there was the sudden light bulb that, oh, Maybe those fields have a large number of lesbians. Frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, here we went. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that's where Subaru kind of came up with their advertising and how they went for it. And a lot of it was mm-hmm. subtle. They were making sure mm-hmm. not to, like, tick off, you know, the majority. <coughs> They advertised in publications that wouldn't be seen by the majority, which was great that it helped those publications that was a benefit to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, And even their mainstream advertising was subtle. You know, it wasn't wasn't even really implied, but Mm -hmm. there were things that were kind of like an, an inside commentary. Um, And I know that Subaru did that a lot with, like, license plates, that they would use things that lesbians or members of the gay community would recognize and kind of be like, oh, but the core customer base, like, like, or the rest of the mainstream customer base would be clueless on doesn't mean anything. You know, it was like their friend of Dorothy moment. That, you know, if you're gay, you got it. If you aren't, you didn't. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that, that kind of... That's um, why a lot of people... A lot of people in our community don't pick that up. They don't see it. They don't get it. They don't pay attention to it until it's... Well, luckily, Subaru is a good model. And they did do a lot of marketing and advertising within the community, which means they helped pay for a lot of things. Ford's currently trying to do that. Yeah. Ford, Ford has tried. I don't know that it has worked out so well for Ford. Like, I have an appreciation well, for their attempt. I do. Mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for their attempt. But mm-hmm. a lot of what they create, at least vehicle-wise, mm-hmm. really doesn't appeal. No. Like, unfortunately, they're the brand that got left behind. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you start kind of looking at your, you know, members of the community, and there's some mm-hmm. repetitive cars out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we kind of found vehicles that work for us and for our lifestyles. And Ford, mm-hmm. I don't know, they, a lot of their manufacturing is really family-centric. And mm-hmm. not in the gay way, but in, in the, like, Two adults, two children, a dog. Mm-hmm. Their vehicles are built for. There's not a lot of options out there that are a little more like, okay, this this will you know more accommodate me mm-hmm. without being excess, you yeah. know, or it'll accommodate us as a couple with a dog. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't follow. A lot of their offerings yeah, are yeah. family-sized vehicles. But if you look at the pickups, if you look at the Explorers, if you look at the Escapes, if you look at the advertising they're putting up for the Element, I think it is, whatever boxy one that looks like yours but isn't yours, the Spark. Um. What, the Edge? Sorry, yeah. I'm getting all confused because you jumped a few different car manufacturers there. <laughs> well, the, the Element was a Honda. The um, No, it's the a Ford Spark is thing a Chevy, that looks like a and box. That's really weird. The Ford thing. No. So the, the Edge? The one that looks like a... It, maybe the Edge, yeah. Or do you mean the Transit? I mean, like the van it's a box one. vehicle that looks like a yeah, it looks like a crappy little one. The PT Cruiser is another one that the, the focused within our community on marketing and advertisement. Um, but they are focusing in different little subdivisions. Um, I can remember seeing ads yeah. in Bear magazines for the Ford. That's why when we got the Explorer, I said, "Damn it! Now I'm totally stereotyped." Um, yeah. Well, you were totally stereotyped by buying that vehicle for the year it was produced in. Um, yes. But otherwise, um, uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't know that that really held, Is because for Ford at least, um, mm-hmm. they haven't really, really been able to lock in. Like right. they've tried, and I give them credit, they have tried. But in their attempt mm-hmm. to appeal mainstream, 
mm-hmm. they've been really super conservative mm-hmm. with things like options, color choice, vehicle styling. Mm-hmm. You know, Ford is not a risk taker. You know, this all goes back to Henry Ford. A lot of this mm-hmm. is very controlled, conservative, time management, um, you know, and, and especially within the Ford community, I know that Six Sigma management is a really large part of how they do business. And mm-hmm. that does not allow for a lot of innovation. That mm-hmm. allows for a lot of quality because that's a process that continuously looks at what's happening with our product, what's going wrong with our product, let's fix it. Okay, now that we fixed it, let's reevaluate it, what's going wrong with our product, how can we fix it? And they just keep yeah. repeating that cycle. The problem is right. it leads them to be more risk-averse. Like, Mm -hmm. we have a thing, the thing works, let's not screw with the thing, because if we screw Mm -hmm. with it too much, um, we break it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and for for the vast majority of people, that works. That's great. Because if you're buying a car and you just need a family vehicle to throw the the wife, the kids, and the, you know, whatever, and the dog, and the gerbil, and the hamster, and mm-hmm. whatever, you're mm-hmm. looking for a price point, you're looking for safety and reliability, you want something that doesn't give you a lot of bills to pay, um, getting it fixed and, you know, all the, you're like, you're not going to put up with much out of a vehicle. You just want to get in, drive it, do what you need to do, fill it up with gas, change the mm-hmm. oil, and sell it in five mm-hmm. to ten years. Um, and Ford does that well. Or 12. Um, you know, yeah. Ford does that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start looking at, you know, Ford's history, a mm-hmm. lot of their models, they're especially their popular models, mm-hmm. for a large number of the years of manufacture, you can't tell one mm-hmm. year from the next. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're I want to say from 88 to, what, 95? So mm-hmm. seven years. The mm-hmm. um, Ford Taurus, mm-hmm. identical car. The only thing right. they changed in that time period was that stupid front light bar that always got broken and never worked right. Um, right. Like they ripped that off somewhere between the late 80s and, you know, the mm-hmm. I think it was like 93, 92. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was mm-hmm. that whole spirit. And then they mildly modified it, and that car kept mm-hmm. going. And meanwhile, there was the Ford Taurus, the Mercury Sable, and I believe, I forget what the Lincoln was. Um, I think it was the Lincoln Grand Marquis. All identical cars. Lincoln doesn't make a Grand Marquis. 
Lincoln. It was the Continental, the Touring, oh, and Mercury the Continental. And, uh, Mar- right. Okay. Mercury, yeah. Um, so, yes. yeah. But anyway, it, it, yeah. it all – like they had three versions, and all it was was major minor differences in tram levels. Mm-hmm. The Ford catalog was very confusing for many years. And engine size. Well, not even that so much. I mean, realistically, like with the Taurus, you're you're getting a V... Like, I don't know an idiot who would buy a four-cylinder Taurus. It was a bad concept if you did. Mm -hmm. Um, Virtually everyone got the V6 until you got up to Lincoln level, and then you want a V8. And then you regretted yeah, but that the touring comes in a V6. Okay. Yeah, the touring did not have but, the large hood, the lovely lights, and it was a V6 um, slant. The um, town and the Lincoln Con- Continental and the Lincoln Town and Country both come in V8. Um, the Town and Country has the Dream Ride, and it's also at the Town It's not a Town and Country. Yeah. Town Sorry, guard. I gotta fix it. It's not there a town and country; it's a town car. It's a Lincoln town car. Yes, guard. the town car oh. um, came with more electrical output, so it had a bigger battery well, and better radio. Yeah. But it yes. got very confusing. Yes. You know what I mean? It really did, and it did. that was, I think, also part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Is that. Your luxury car really wasn't all that much more luxurious than your, you know, Ford-branded economical car. Because that was Mm -hmm. supposedly the difference, is it was Ford was an economic vehicle, Mercury was a mid-class vehicle, Lincoln was a higher-end luxury car. Yes. But with them having so much in common and looking so much the same you inadvertently created this kind of nightmare no one wanted to deal with. Because not only are you picking between three different brands in the same company, but Mm -hmm. you're picking between near-identical vehicles, you're looking at near-identical trims with minor differences. Like, for any company, there's always the problem with keeping your product offering, like giving your customer choice, but also not overwhelming the customer with those choices. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Ford failed miserably on for many, many years. Um, Especially with the, you know, dual income, no kids. um, LGBT crowd. Um, Mm Mm-hmm because no one wanted that problem. Like, we're looking for, in many cases, either a sport utility vehicle or a luxury vehicle. We want some Primo features, might be a little concerned about the price tag, but at the end of the day, we wanted something that we could just go pick out. Whereas Mm -hmm. with Ford's offering, just picking out your car is an all-day experience. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially some of the dealerships, like the one that our family used to go to, in which that Mm -hmm. parking lot was filled with near-identical vehicles. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the difference between this one, that one, and that one, and why is there a $10,000 price difference between them? Like, there's yeah. 10000 between this one and this one, and then another 10000 between this one and that one. What's the difference? What do I get extra? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it sometimes broke down to minutia. Oh, mm-hmm. this one has AM, FM, CD, cassette with six speakers. Mm-hmm. That's not $10,000. It's just mm-hmm. not. Um, but, sure. you know, I, I think for Ford, that's been a large part of their consumer problem. And so on sure. one level, I'm kind of happy to see that Ford is going, okay, we've annoyed our customers. Mm-hmm. This has been a little difficult. We get it. So they've, like, they, they've killed um, the Mercury line, and now they're mm-hmm. scaling their entire offering and pretty much dropping cars um, mm-hmm. in favor of, you know, crossovers, SUVs, and trucks, and trying to welcome mm-hmm. people back in, making it a little less confusing. Um, mm-hmm. But when you turn around and, like, they're also trying to go after the LGBT community for sales. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it gets a little desperate at that point. Is it just like, yes, yeah, well, we did really good with that. Let's recreate that. And it's like, right. no, you're not there yet. You're you're not doing it. Like, right. I'm sorry, you your your brand was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. We're not interested. Um, right. Because I've noticed that a lot of the more innovative cars mm-hmm. have ended up being kind of status symbols for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, cars that took some risks. Yeah, they may have had some recalls, mm-hmm. but they've taken some risks. The designs are pretty nifty. You know, they yeah. they spent these companies spent time creating cars mm-hmm. that fit their customers, but would also. Right. You know what I mean? Like they added some extra. And we appreciated that and we bought them. I mean, Honda, mm-hmm. Acura, and, you know, those are two companies that have done that really well. Um, right. And I give Honda credit. They've managed to do it with so few design changes. They managed mm-hmm. to create a really elegant car, um, especially with the Honda and the Acura. They managed mm-hmm. to create really elegant cars that, okay, yeah, it's conservative gay, but it's still a nice vehicle. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of gays with Hondas. I'm just saying. Well, Hondas, um, actually, there's a whole, they actually looked at this, and it wasn't a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break, and then we come back. Let's talk about the companies that don't look at our community, don't want to pay attention to our community, and has basically said, we don't want your business. Absolutely. Let's go into that. All right. So we're going to pay the power bill and grab a little bit of coffee, and we'll be right back. And you'll find us at www.themagichappens.com, your free online magazine. 
looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers, then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus. Taking the spirit where the body cannot go. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asonite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. Hi, welcome, relax, have a cup of your favorite topics with your hosts, Asen Knight and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Aesid and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by. The Psychic Coffee Shop, live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of java just for you.
like a little more grrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Thursday night, we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. Well, welcome back, and just some corrections until our voiceover gets done. We're on Fridays at 9, not Thursdays, guys. But, um, yeah, we were talking. Should we momentarily explain that? Let's go for that. Uh, yeah, see, that was my responsibility. And there should have been a new file up. But interesting thing, had a client call me last week. She said, you will never believe the stupid thing that I did. And I said, oh, really? And she said, I spilled coffee all over my laptop. And she's just inconsolable. And so I'm like, oh, no, honey, it happens to the best of us. Don't worry about it. You know, it, it, it happens. You're not stupid. And less than a week later, I managed to step on the power cord to my laptop, the one with all the files for the show, and drag it across a table through a coffee cup, and it did a lovely somersault face down on a concrete floor. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the Acer well, uh, uh, Repair Center in Texas is eagerly awaiting my laptop the warranty repair because I'm lazy and I have a warranty. Yes. Which and is totally... And to everyone else, if you have a warranty, use it. Yes. And buy the, the additional was... warranty. That's the thing I should have done. Yeah, I'm going uh, on standard warranty. So the upside is $800 laptop I can get replaced for 400 So I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. not bad, not bad. But, yeah. Right. So uh, until that happens. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, because our advertising is going to continue. Yes, it's going to change. It's going to continue. There's some great things happening at the coffee shop. You can listen to us over on the Alexa app through TuneIn. You can get us on your iTunes. You can listen to us on your Google Play, your Sketcher Radio, and we will be adding SoundCloud to that mix here very soon. Um, there's a lot of enableability. You know, you can take the Bears or you know the Psychic Coffee Shop with you almost anywhere, and that was surprising because that's something I found out during our trip was looking at, you know, where we can be at. But, no, their advertising is going to change. Things are going to be changing for a little bit more grr, um, and we're going to be doing some new stuff around here, which is great. So it's been a good thing that you didn't have the laptop to do the voiceover, so... When you do sit down and do the voice work, you'll have everything all together. You know oh, me. Let's take the yeah, positive. We actually had changes. Yeah, we had like changes just within the last couple of days come up, and it's like, well, I'm glad I didn't create that. Yes. But, yeah. um, the real reason we've moved to Fridays is because of my work schedule. Um, I tend mm-hmm. to keep many balls in the air and, you know, 
if one plate starts slowing down, the other plate's got to pick up or, you know, you got to switch it out for a solid plate, that type of thing. So sorry if it's been confusing. Oh my God, you're mixing your metaphors. Yeah. You're mixing your metaphors. (laughs) No. Plates and balls and. Well, you know, I keep many plates spinning and a lot of balls in the air. Just juggle dildos. (laughs) I might get paid better if I do that. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So trying to transition from that sentence back to the serious topic. Like that's ever a problem for us to transition between one thing to another. Um you know. You know, and I'm kind of in a quagmire. When it comes to this crap that we get, oh, we can't make your cake, or oh, we can't do your flowers because of our held religious beliefs. Oh, yes, sincerely held religious beliefs. Sincerely Mm -hmm. held religious beliefs. That, to me, is like saying, oh, you can't do that because of public health. Well, yeah, effectively it's we don't appreciate your business, which is what we called this one, mm-hmm. um, which to me is this concept that you don't have to appreciate every customer. I mean, even in business, like if you sit through business school and you struggle, and one of the early things you learn is Pareto's rule, the 80-20 deal, is – of your customers will take 20% of your time. 20% of your customers will take 80% of your time. Um, And within that, it it means that basically there's a large swath of your customers that are going to be your customers no matter what you do. Like you're you're not going to lose them all, generally. You really have to mess up mm-hmm. um, severely. But then you're going to have a segment mm-hmm. of customers that are really going to make you work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And yeah. that's kind of where we get into this kind of deal with like masterpiece cake shop and Mystic Pizza and Arlene's Flowers and they have specific customer demographics but at the end of the day what they really need to say is I don't care about you Mm -hmm. because that's what they're saying. I don't want Mm -hmm. you as a customer. I don't care if you shop here. I just want no part of you. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the honest version. I know Arlene well, Flowers and the Alliance Defending Freedom, I believe it is, um, has been yes. running ads with her doing this really sweet grandma melting your mouth like goody goody saccharine thing ad about how messed up the situation is and she's going to lose everything and the reality is, 
Um, that is a lot of cherry picking of truth. That is a lot of misrepresentation of what has happened mm-hmm. at this point. Um, mm-hmm. She's been given multiple, multiple ways to walk away from mm-hmm. this with either sure. little or no impact. And she has repeatedly chosen not to um, on the advice mm-hmm. of counsel, the alliance. I think it's Alliance Defending Freedom, um, has repeatedly told her. Because our listeners probably aren't as up with this, let's kind of give a breakdown Mm -hmm. of what has actually happened with Alliance. Okay, because this case is the more er case for me. Okay. Yeah. So, you well, know, we all have our force. Lord knows I've got three on speed dial. Well, yes. Well, and with, with Arlene's Flowers, it, it all depends upon what you read. Because you can definitely get both sides of how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner of Arlene's Flowers is kind of making it sound like she's such a good Christian woman that she really can't support gay marriage, but she really struggled because he's such a good customer. And she doesn't want to hurt him, and he's her friend. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, it's kind of like I've used her as a florist. I kind of like the work that she did. I went in for my wedding stuff, and then she was just like, nope, sorry, can't do that. Thanks, have a nice day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, interesting. Like, it, it looks like Alliance Defending Freedom has been called in from the very beginning. Just right. from the very beginning. And this was what looked to them and what may very well be the perfect kind of face for mm-hmm. this sincerely held religious belief kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Right. Because realistically, you're talking about a company selling goods and services. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there is a certain amount of artistic mm-hmm. ability that yeah. is required to decorate a cake or to arrange flowers. These are all things you can teach. Mm-hmm. You can teach someone how to arrange flowers. You can teach someone how to decorate a cake. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is only um, until you're hitting like cake boss and Mm -hmm. you're doing really avant-garde, like totally out-there design. For the basics, for what you're going to find at your local bakery or cake shop or whatever you want to call it, or what you're going to find with your local florist, it's really just basic color theories, you know, mm-hmm. complementary colors and, you know, things like, you know, a thriller, a spiller, and, you know, things like that. Right. You know, there's, right. it's semi-formulaic. Um, exactly. Now, 
Beyond that, you may have little details that make it better. You may be more adept at that as you this florist versus that florist. But ultimately, this is not art. And that's the thing that I think everyone is afraid to say. What is well, it, it's is not it? art, and here's the insider of that, is there are two companies. Yes, I had an interest in a floral company at one time. There are two companies. There's mm-hmm. Dove Floral and Telefloral. And every six mm-hmm. months, they send out lovely catalog instructional manuals. Basically a planogram for arranging flowers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Step by step how many pieces of baby's breath, where it's located in the cylinder that they actually set it in, what the container is, what Mm -hmm. the flowers that is required for it. Very simple. Very simple. A two-year-old can do it, you know, if someone reads the instructions. An eight-year-old can do it if they don't. So here's the deal with what's going on. Yeah, because at the end of the day, this is pretty presentation. If you've ever worked mm-hmm. in a store and done some merchandising, if uh-huh. you've ever set a table, mm-hmm. some people are better at it than others, but at the end of the day, it's pretty mm-hmm. formulaic. You know. Right. Yeah, it's not art. It's not art. It's maybe art for the designers at Telefloor or Doves. Um Mm-hmm. Then it's art, you know, because they're creating something new. 99.5% of the flowers going out nowadays were designed or literally cut and paste design. Pick what you want, let me slap together, out in 30 minutes. Yeah. So, well, and that's this... true of any florist. And let's make that clear, mm-hmm. is that for, to right. some degree – there may be some original design that they do mm-hmm. in their own florist that they sell locally. Or if they're doing right. a wedding, they may do some design. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all cut and paste. Right. Once you have the design, it's not exclusive to Jane's wedding or John's wedding or you know, mm-hmm. Marcus's wedding or Maurice's wedding. These aren't your designs. You don't right. get to keep them. This is not, mm-hmm. you know, buying a, you know, um, Thomas Kincaid painting, the original, mm-hmm. not the print, but the original. This is buying the print. Right. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So we have this floral place and she's now provided birthday arrangements, anniversary arrangements. I fucked up arrangements because, you know, we tend to deal with the same florist, the same bakery most of our lives. You know, if we move to a new place, we have to really, we have to find a dry cleaner, a florist and a bakery minimum. Um, so, and a pharmacy. And a pharmacy. Don't so pharmacy. here's where I get, this is where I have the connection. 
mm-hmm. is, you know, we have her, you know, she's sending all these things out, reading the messages. Dear Joe, sorry for the date last night. I had to work late. Here's some flowers. I'll be home at 7. Love, Mike. Mm-hmm. Very easily, I mean, because the gentleman's names, and I'm not going to quote their names, is very clearly same sex. Yeah. Being in the floral business, if it was a, you know, if I had that sincere religious belief, I would be really hard-pressed for multiple things mm-hmm. because you have clients, secretaries that call in and send flowers to their wife while placing the order to their mistress. You have yeah. weddings to do. You have funeral arrangements to do. She is seeing the intimate messages because the cards aren't handwritten, people. When you call into a floor place, they're typed out in the computer. It's in the program. You cannot tell me that the orders this gentleman had placed over the seven years, she didn't go, oh, they're in a relationship. I don't want to serve that type of customer. Maybe I should tell him now. Well, there's some of it is that. So, mm-hmm. and I get what you're saying. Um, is more so, okay, if she has this belief, mm-hmm. where was that belief before the wedding? Where was it on Valentine's right. Day? Where was it on his birthday? When was it on that time that, you know, mm-hmm. he screwed up, got angry, and stormed out of the house? Where right. was it? Mm-hmm. Where, where Where did that magically go? and take a vacation until the wedding day. Because, and I get what you're saying, and I hadn't thought of it that way, but it is a good point, is that you're either in or out on this. It's not just marriage. You, you, You cannot sit there and try to walk this, oh, it's all about marriage, it's all about marriage. No, it's not all about marriage. It's never been all about marriage. The scripture that these groups want to quote has mm-hmm. nothing to do with marriage. Nothing right. to do with marriage. Um, you know, they're they're sitting there with scripture that they're using to <coughs> effectively justify their position that at any point this relationship is wrong in their mm-hmm. sincerely held religious beliefs. So, yeah, if you're going to well, wait until the last possible second and go, mm, I can't do the wedding. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, yeah. here's the harder uh, part of that. Here's mm-hmm. the harder part of that. The part, of, and this is what gets me. Mm-hmm. I am not a theologian. I am, however, a student of history. I am like one class away from a doctor in divinity. The scripture they are quoting is an act of war. Okay? This is an act of war. This is the spoilers of war. It's like we no longer take over countries after we beat them. 
you know, we figured out, ooh, we don't need to colonize something we've that we've beaten in more. Otherwise, there would be a new state called Afghanistan. That is what this is ah, talking so, about. That, okay. Oh. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I I kind of get what you're saying. But the, the the passage, effectively, mm-hmm. um, it's Old Testament. It's a whole mm-hmm. laundry list right. of of very confusing. Well, that's the confusing one, but it's it's a whole laundry list of mm-hmm. kind of like a secondary light version of "Thou shalt not." Um, right. It's the original. Um, yeah, um, it's the original. Supposedly, mm-hmm. all of that has been wiped out. Like, if you technically follow the whole thing. And you get to the New Testament, right. and you know you you kind of sit there. The original list was minus the New Testament, minus you know this whole Jesus Christ path to salvation. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the list of rules that you kept um, to mm-hmm. get into heaven. So okay. Right. But this should still only apply to the person. Like, that's part of my problem with this sincerely held religious belief concept Mm -hmm. is that's nice. That's your sincerely held religious belief. I'm Mm -hmm. not asking you to be a man who goes and lays with another man. Mm -hmm. I'm not even really asking you to support that. I'm asking you to put flowers in a vase or a box or some of, something else, a basket, a, a whatever, a piece and of deliver ball. them to a wedding. It, right. I, this is not support, because if you're going to make the support argument that, oh, you're supporting gay marriage if you create you know, a floral arrangement for the wedding, then I don't think Ford's going to like that concept when you get over to things like rape van. Um, I really don't think candy companies are going to like it when you want all candy companies to close because, oh, you could lure children with candy or puppies. Mm-hmm. You can't have a puppy. You know, all of these things could support, you know, every product in the world has an intended purpose and a purpose that it can also be used for. Now, going mm-hmm. back in history, that was actually part of why Henry Ford shortened the roof height or the, the, the cabin height of vehicles mm-hmm. was because there was enough room to have sex in a car. Mm-hmm. They originally shortened the height of the the, the, the ceiling height um, to reduce that occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a choice that a manufacturer can have. They can alter their product to discourage mm-hmm. its use for that purpose. That's mm-hmm. a little hard to do with weddings. Right. That, that, 
it's a little hard to across the board say, mm, not going to, you know. Like, I could see if you're running a cake shop, maybe you only have male-female cake toppers. We're not going to encourage you to get your same-sex mm-hmm. wedding cake here. Right. But if you want to order a cake and order your own topper, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're providing a product and service, and you can modify it and make it less likely or less convenient right. without having to even get into that argument. Um, if that's if that's how petty you want to be at this point, but when you do that, and that is the problem mm-hmm. I have in a lot of these cases, is that mm-hmm. it starts hitting the point of I, I just want to hear the rest of the things that they have to deal with in their life and how much of a struggle it is mm-hmm. to function. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to get to that level of pettiness, I assume there's a whole bunch of other things you you have a real hard time with. You know, like all these children that you want brought into the world that then you don't want to make sure are fed and have health care. Like, I really hope you're struggling with that one if you've got time for, you know, throwing a bitch fit over gay marriage. Right. I I really hope you've already had Mm -hmm. that struggle because Mm -hmm. I think that's a more important issue. Mm -hmm. I think we could all agree that's a more important issue. Um, right. You know, because at that point, if, if you don't have that struggle, you're not pro-life. You're pro-birth. No. Mm-hmm. And I prefer uh, those people call themselves that. Right. Um, and like, here's that's my sincerely that. held religious belief. But even that gets even more stupider when you get into that. We don't want your business because of sincere held religious beliefs. You know, we're pro-life. We don't want to do abortions, but we'll self-fire some mistress. But we don't want you raising children, even though it's been proven that children that are raised by gay couples perform better in school, mm-hmm. are more likely to go to college, uh, are more likely to be straight, and are more likely not to commit a crime. They don't want that raising but they don't want the, these people to ch- that would choose, and it's totally their choice either way in my point of view, to have a child because, let's say, they've now made abortion. And it is almost you almost have to get a judge's decision to have an abortion now. Um, but they don't want it being raised by a gay couple, a mixed-race couple, a couple out of the child's race, a couple unless you've got a certain level of standards. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's insane. I've looked well, into it, this it's not before. Even that. It, it's, it's, it's a duality of thoughts that don't mm-hmm. go together. It, right. we, we want you to birth the child. Right. It's after that point, we don't really care about the child so much as we care about 
making sure that you understand this is all your fault. It, it, it kind of gets to that level. Is it's like, you know, what, what, wait, what? Um, because mm-hmm. that's where this all goes back to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, when you have a religious belief that has ultimately said that the pain of childbirth is um, the penalty for original sin for women, that 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 experience is supposed to be a reminder. It is mm-hmm. a punishment for eating the apple. When you do that, it becomes really easy to see having a child, especially in a situation that does not meet religious moral standards, say interracially, um, out of wedlock, um, you know, all the variety of things that that mm-hmm. religious groups do love to knock on, you know, mm-hmm. when you do that, they start treating sure. the child um, mm-hmm. as punishment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a human being. Mm-hmm. This is not a penalty. Right. No child should ever be a penalty. That's not what a child is. That's another human life. If right. you're, it, I, I, it, it, mm. mm-hmm. that's what I think they end up, or it's where it feels like they end up, is that this child right. is to teach them a lesson. They're a penalty. They're a burden. And should be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the role of this child for them. And I'm going, that's another mm-hmm. human life. Like, right. if you're going to fight for this, bring the human life in the world, let's treat it like a human mm-hmm. life. Not only the child, but the parent. Or parents. Right. You know, mm, parents. It, it doesn't end. It takes two. Well, yes. That gets that annoys me also, and it's a flaw, there's major flaws within their within their doctrines and their ideas. They don't want to help take care of them after birth, but they don't want to also pay for the medical costs for the mother who physically isn't able and will probably stroke out and die during birth. Let's take the real cases here, um, so that mm-hmm. you have an orphan child. You know, that nobody wants to do anything with except slap into a facility. Um, there's no look mm-hmm. at human life on the child's side of the view. You have a 16-year-old, where, you know, how is she supposed to, you know, handle a child of rape? How is she supposed to emotionally overcome that? But we don't want to give her mental counseling and help her deal with the rape to begin with. You know, we just want the child born. We want to well, biology take it there. The pause there. Where mm-hmm. this all starts to really blow up is especially uh-huh. in cases of rape, mm-hmm. um, because there are segments um, of the Christian community mm-hmm. or of the religious community 
um, mm-hmm. that have a very warped view of how rape occurs. Mm-hmm. They do not see that as an aggressive action of someone against a victim. Mm-hmm. They see it as a seductive action against um, the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. That you wouldn't have been raped if you hadn't have asked for it. Right. What you wore, how you walked, where you went, what you said, mm-hmm. that caused your rape. You're responsible for your rape. You are mm-hmm. not a victim. You are, you know, a whore. You mm-hmm. asked for it. And that's the problem. Right. There, yes. you, and when you frame it that way, mm-hmm. it becomes easier in this warped perspective um, right. to dismiss these claims. Um, it also becomes easy to completely ignore the fact that you have a predator, say, in your congregation, mm-hmm. leading your Sunday school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also becomes really easy to dismiss mm-hmm. um, any kind of post-rape care, up to and including right. um, termination of pregnancy. Now, you couple that with Mm -hmm. abstinence-only education or the joke that abstinence-only education is and the slew of information, misinformation, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that goes around that allows politicians Mm -hmm. sitting in our capital, not just in West Virginia, but in Washington, D.C., to make statements like it's not possible to get pregnant from incest or rape. And it's like, um, okay. I don't mm-hmm. even know where to fix that. I don't yeah. know how you take someone in their 70s and try mm-hmm. to fix something that had they have had a normal sexual education experience mm-hmm. or biology at all, mm-hmm. um, how you fix that that many years later. <clears throat> that right. I, I don't know how you take a subject that is so crucial that mm-hmm. a, a, a 12-year-old can understand it. Mm-hmm. And fix that 60-some years later, or nearly 60 well, years later for a human being. I, I don't know how you undo well, that into that kind of mental abuse um, right. and neglect that you know these people have gone through. I don't know how you fix that. Right. You can't. You know, that's but like you couldn't even understand the laws. basis of face. Yeah, what's scary to me with the people making laws is three things. One, if they want to have a sincere religious belief, they can't just take one cherry pick like, oh, I'll cherry pick this one, I'll cherry pick that one. No. 
Well, I think that the, the litmus test the has to be the full one. No, no. I don't even have a problem with the sincerely held religious belief. You have a sincerely held religious belief. That's nice. And mm-hmm. I say that in the Mrs. Brown's boys way. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's not familiar, go look up that. You'll understand and laugh. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the sincerely held religious belief. I have a problem with the point in which you expect everyone else to tiptoe around you for having it. You're right. And that's what they're asking for. That is what Masterpiece Cake Shop was asking for. That is what Mystic was asking for. That is what Arlene Flowers is asking for. Is but here's I the have thing. a sincerely held religious belief tiptoe around me. Right. Mm. But now yeah. here's the thing. They're trying, and this is you know kind of my point of view on it. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's an example. There's a lovely pharmacy here in Oakiel. I don't use them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. One, because it's a single-owned pharmacy. They are closed mm-hmm. on Fridays. They, yep. you know, are closed two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. No, they're not closed, but you can't get medicine field two or three times a day because the owner is Muslim Um, and he has a sincerely he practices Muslim you know he practices Muslim his wife is a gorgeous woman Islam yeah he's Muslim Muslim is the Islam Islam is the religion okay you know it it's very visible in his store. His, you know, mm-hmm. his wife is a lovely woman. I've gone in there a few times when I've had to get medic. Get they also are the only equipment supplier, and they have people during their prayer hours run the register, operate the store. Just no prescriptions are being filled. They are closed on Friday. Okay. Oh. That's the way they practice. Well, it it's very it clear. Equal. Yes. It applies equally. Every single customer that goes in, whether mm-hmm. they are Christian or Muslim or Jewish or whatever, right? You know, Satanist, whatever. Right. Every single customer that goes in meets the exact same standards. They get hit with the same policy, same Mm -hmm. experience. There's no Mm -hmm. discrimination. They have set up their business to support their religious beliefs, Mm -hmm. but not impact others disproportionately. Exactly. That's Um, how you handle sincerely held religious beliefs. Exactly. The cake company, the flower company, the pizza shop, we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. They aren't doing that. Okay? Mm-hmm. They don't turn away your second wedding, your tenth wedding. They don't. Nope. You know, within their religious doctrine, literally three lines above the don't lie with a man one, which 
you know, means that, oh, when you take over a country, you don't humiliate their warriors by laying with them. Okay. Yes. Okay. They, you know, she has Sunday hours, so she's not keeping her Sabbath. In her ads that have been populating my Facebook too much, why, I don't know. Um, well, she's wearing mixed fabrics. The area that she lives in, I do believe, is a sea-bearing area. I'd like to know when the last time she ate seafood. I'd also like to know if she has three sets of dishes in her home or not. Because that section says that you don't mix dairy with meat or grain or honey which is sugar. So when's well, the last time she right. went to a and, fast food restaurant? Yeah, good luck with that one. But no, and, mm-hmm. and that's but that's the, the, the bigger issue. Um, mm-hmm. With all religion, all, the, mm-hmm. I, I'm not qualifying that any more than all, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. fortunately be used as an excuse to find people that hate all the same people you do. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of it, the most powerful tools for creating a community that hates all the same people that you do. Because yeah. you can cherry pick through any religious text mm-hmm. and with a little convolution... And mm-hmm. a whole lot of you don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. You gotta have faith. Gotta believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't do that through asking questions. Um, you armor a human being mm-hmm. to uh, against a group if they so choose. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the world would be a lovely place if cult was just a nice word for a group of free-spirited, loving people who have no problem with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not how that works. Right. It would be nice, but that's not how that works. And we see or what I've seen is mm-hmm. that more and more religious groups mm-hmm. are becoming very cult-like. Right. They, they have seen the power of Jonestown. Mm-hmm. They have seen the power of Waco. And mm-hmm. they're kind of following from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in this um, moral majority, religious slash politics, um, perfect storm mm-hmm. of trying to take a group of voters, mm-hmm. appealing to them religiously, mm-hmm. abusing the fact that the person that they typically trust more than their own mama is mm-hmm. going to be the one standing at the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And using that 
to deliver mm-hmm. results on election day. Right. I have severe problems with that. Well, that's understandable. I, I have severe problems with I, that, I too. Yes. No. But a lot but of people don't let me, see it. In terms of they go blindly with it because you don't ask questions. Again, mm-hmm. if, if I, I really hate what religion can do for someone's ability to make up their own mind because you end up with a lot of people that have never had their own thoughts. They right. have been told what to think and how to think and right. when to think and if they think. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, when you do that to people, you get a lot of crazy mm-hmm. whacked out combinations. Right. Now, let me pose an idea to you. Mm-hmm. Let's get your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I'm Forget your florist. You have a really good one, I know. I just forget their name. Yeah. Let's let's say you go into the flower shop to order flowers. And it has a nice <laughs> big, you know, nice poster size sign that says we are a Christian business. Which means we will not do the following. Provide flowers for same sex weddings, send flowers to your mistress, blah 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 blah. You know, if you have these sincere religious beliefs, then by golly, put them out there. I have my code of ethics out there. Um, how do you think that would impact your decision to use that florist? I think they'd be closed in six months. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm just being honest because a lot of what flowers get sent for are not mm-hmm. – I. I, I don't mean to make flowers sound dirty, but to an extent, a lot of the reasons that people send flowers mm-hmm. are not always the best of situations. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm sorry. There's a reason there's stereotypes about abusive, you know, relationships. You know, he mm-hmm. buys you flowers and says he's sorry. Um mm-hmm. But, no, I, I think if you start cutting out, like, mistresses and girlfriends on the side and things mm-hmm. like that, you're going to dwindle your business really quickly. Right. In my head. Because mm-hmm. for the most part, other than major anniversaries and your major wedding, um... There's not always a huge demand, like funerals. Funerals. I mean, my florist knows me for funerals. Mm-hmm. I I, I go in often enough. I'm a, I I fly panicked but, when up? the actual original florist I went to closed, and their uh-huh. um, actual florist person opened a new shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sure. I had a mini meltdown that day. Um, but no, and to an extent, when I walk in there, as I do most mm-hmm. of the town I live in, mm-hmm. when I walk into these businesses, oftentimes you will see what I like to call Christian paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. 
which is like random Bible verses, mm-hmm. you know, across on the wall, a picture of Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, you'll see a lot of that. Um, right. Or especially when I go into my floor, she has some arrangements that it's obvious mm-hmm. these are these are Christian arrangements. They have a cross. Yeah, they're pretty, but whatever. Not for right. me, not what I'm interested in, not why I'm there. Um, right. But she has that as well. Some of that, right. I know, at least on the florist side, is because that's, mm-hmm. that's probably a large part of what she does. Nice little Christian mm-hmm. funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that people send flowers to. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. That's great. Awesome. Go have fun. Not what I'm after, but mm-hmm. awesome. Right. Um, but if she's actively excluding me, then mm-hmm. for me at least, I'm like, I, I'm going to be a little upset. Mm-hmm. I like my florist. All right. I will not say my florist does the most amazing work I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's a quality florist that I know consistently what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never shown up at a funeral and been like, oh my God. <laughs> what? Who sent the hideous array? Oh my God, that's the one I sent. I have not had that experience. Right. Um, right. You know, it's always consistent, um, and that's right. why, especially after volunteering at a hospital, mm-hmm. I've seen some florists mm-hmm. in the area, <clears throat> and there are some mm-hmm. of them, it's like, I really wish, or I really hope, that the person who right. received those flowers snapped a picture with their phone and sent it to the person who sent them the flowers and said, do you realize Right. Like, but this what is what I'm 50 saying. bucks bought you. Yeah. Sorry. Right. But what I'm saying Derailed. is... Derailed. Back to the original question. Do you yes. think that they should... That these cake makers, florists, ministers need to have... If this is your company's policy, you need to have it posted publicly. Gas stations do it. No shoes, no service. Even though it's not applied equally, it's still posted. <sighs> See, that's where I have problems with that. Mm-hmm. Is that it can become a situation, and this is kind of where I go back to the Christian paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident some of these businesses could care less. Mm-hmm. Like, God and Jesus, not their thing, but they know their customers are into it. And so I think for their business, they're willing mm-hmm. to put up whatever. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you need to see God and Jesus everywhere you go, because mm-hmm. you're comfortable buying or Selling or whatever you're doing, dying. Mm-hmm. 
if you need to see God and Jesus everywhere you do business, Mm -hmm. I think some of these companies, at least, are more than happy to provide you with your God and Jesus. They will tell you to have a blessed day. They will gladly, you know, throw a Bible scripture on their flyer, you know, or put it up on their sandwich board or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they're a good Christian business. Mm-hmm. They may go home and, you know, have a nice little... um Oh, gosh. They may go home to their spell book and have a nice evening um, when when they leave work. But as far mm-hmm. as their customers are concerned, this is a nice Christian business. Right. Because they have the appropriate Jesus paraphernalia. It's kind of like right. when you're driving in traffic. Mm-hmm. And you will inevitably run into it if you haven't done it yet. I promise you, you will do it. You run into that car that that is covered with things like, Jesus is my co-pilot, honk if you love Jesus, I support our troops, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. all this. And if you happen to make one small minor mistake while driving... This will be the first person who will flip you off. Mm-hmm. Invariably. I have seen that mm-hmm. car. I've had that experience. You made it, or they mm-hmm. assume, or they feel you have made a mistake in driving. There's no turn mm-hmm. the other cheek. There's no, you know, bless your heart. It's immediate, like, here's your middle finger, and hold on while I roll down the window to tell you where you're going and how to get there. Right. And I mean your afterlife, not the next exit. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of this becomes, is it's a lot of Jesus paraphernalia that makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we make it to where businesses are, so to speak, required to disclose, you mm-hmm. may end up with a lot of businesses that will quote unquote disclose, but that's mm-hmm. not really who they are. Right. But I also think we if get some of that. I, I think we get a fair amount of that with rainbow flags as well. Mm hmm. I really do. I, I think some businesses that have, you mm-hmm. know, their lovely little, we support equality and diversity and here's our rainbow flag and blah, blah, blah. I think at the end of the day, they don't care either. It's just buy our crap. We have a life right. bill to pay. You... We have employees to pay. I want to retire next year. Just buy my crap. Right. But if they have sincere religious beliefs, I think they should have to disclose that. I think that it should have to be on a sign. I really don't think you can have a sincere anything and run a business. I know, because it's a business. I I think you can run a business with sincerity towards your customers. 
Like you're literally trying to help them. You are, you really do want to help them. Um, you mm-hmm. want to provide them a good and service that they appreciate and need, and you want to be able to do it at an affordable price that's reasonable at least compared to your mm-hmm. expenses. But at right. the end of the day, it's still a business. Mm-hmm. If right. you ain't making money, it, all the God and Jesus in the world doesn't mean mm-hmm. much if you can't right. pay your bills because you ain't going to be in business. Exactly. Right. But I think that, and this is, and it would greatly influence the people in my life that make decisions about whether to order a flower arrangement or a fruit basket. I know it would influence mine. Of course, you know, I use a family florist. Um, mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely man. But yeah. I think they should have to disclose it. You know, I have a disclaimer that says I can't provide these services. I have a large thing that says I am not a medium. It's clearly in my stuff. If mm-hmm. they don't want to do same-sex weddings, then they should have to disclose that they're not doing same-sex weddings. They're not providing cakes for pride events, whatever it is. If they, as a business, chooses to not want to do business in this avenue, they don't have to get out of the game, but they have to disclose it so that I'm not ordering anniversary flowers from them. I I don't even think that I, – I, I really don't think that can be the solution. I really don't think that being able mm-hmm. to run a business mm-hmm. and offer disparate services based on your sincerely mm-hmm. held religious beliefs mm-hmm. is a thing that, that can hold. Right. Like if you have a sense that if you're running a business and you mm-hmm. have this belief and you really, really are sincere in it, I mm-hmm. think it should be your only option is to close your business. If you feel that mm-hmm. passionately about it, right. then well, you don't need to just not be doing same-sex weddings. You just mm-hmm. need to not open. Like you need to close your doors. Mm-hmm. Close it down, shut it down. You cannot operate a business appropriately. Shut it down. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you it becomes a floodgate. Right. And it, it will only get worse and messier the further mm-hmm. it goes. Because mm-hmm. that is a, depending upon your religion... You can have a whole lot of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have beliefs about um, races mingling. You can have beliefs about, you know, whether, you know, uh, a woman can be escorted by a man who is not her husband. You can have mm-hmm. a whole lot of beliefs. Um, yes. You know, I like, it could get really ugly. I and for yes, some businesses could. you may not have room on your front window to list all the things you discriminate against. Right. So at the end of the day, 
I think it becomes a situation that the only rational choice is that if you so sincerely hold that religious belief, get out. You are incapable of running a business. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same thing that we said with Kim Davis. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was Kim Davis. The yeah. um, the county clerk that refused to issue marriage licenses. Mm-hmm. You cannot do your job. Mm-hmm. Get out of your job. Mm-hmm. Or at least get out of the way of someone else doing that job for you. Right. Do not sit there and make it a standoff. Right. The state said it was legal. You have set yourself up as the authority of that office in such a way mm-hmm. that you are not allowing any of your other employees to do this without fear okay. of retribution. Right. You are creating a situation of discrimination. Get out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, this is a municipal office. This is a marriage, R-I-G-H-T. They are not asking, nor do they need, your religious permission because they are not seeking a marriage, R-I-T-E. Big difference. And unfortunately, it has been so conflated over the years, it does create problems in getting people to understand your marriage does not have to be in front of God. Not all marriages are ordained by God. Nope. Sometimes they're ordained by goddess, and sometimes they're ordained by justice. Mm -hmm. Because there's this is what people... Excluding Britain, I'll have to give the British mm-hmm. this. They got the concept almost 45 years ago that there mm-hmm. are two – no, actually older than that. It's when they legalized divorce in Britain. There are two marriages. Catholics get this, that there are two marriages. There is the legal marriage, and there is the spiritual marriage. Spiritual mm-hmm. doesn't care. You know, it's whatever the pastor is, if the pastor is, if you are, you know, it's like me, I can do them. I don't care what you do on Sunday, Friday, or Thursday. Not my deal. I'm not going to recute you to the coven. Sorry. Um, yeah. To marry you. But at the end of the um, day, yeah. At end of the day, it has to do with what the government requires to occur to recognize Mm -hmm. the legal marriage. The legal marriage. Mm -hmm. That's all it requires. You know, whether it's you have a blood test and your blood test results say your blood is compatible or Mm -hmm. you're no longer, you're not married to anybody else, whatever the the cockamamie crap is. Yes, well, because it's effectively the marriage R-I-G-H-T Mm-hmm. is contract law. Right. It, it, it's all it is. It's, it's terms one... and conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. On the spiritual side, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because in many aspects, 
there are two separate marriages that people mm-hmm. can have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you, and I, I'm sure this comes up um, in the poly, polyamory community is having a ceremony mm-hmm. that does not have legal standing. Um, you know that that's an option. Um, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that we're outright you know, forced into a combined situation. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can do what you want, um, Mm -hmm. but it is so common for them to be a combined thing. Right. It's really easy to mistake Mm -hmm. it as the same thing. Right. And that's a lot of where the disconnect goes, especially when you have courthouses that have the Ten Commandments all over the place and you have, you know, all of these things going on in, in inside the courthouse that right. have commingled law of Christianity with law of the state. Those are two things that were always meant to have separation. How and get into the 50s. Well, then we get into the 50s and the communist scare, and suddenly America had way more religion than it had ever had before. Mm-hmm. And see, that what gets me and aggravates me is we get, you know, oh, it's always been this way. No. No, it hasn't. The Pledge of Allegiance did not have one nation under God until Dwight Eisenhower in the 40s or 50s added it. Mm-hmm. The, in God we more trust. More importantly. Was not, mm-hmm. More importantly. Just looking at my family. Mm-hmm. My grandmother born in the very early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Went to school. I do not believe she had ever said the pledge as a child. She may have known it, but that's not how her day started. Mm-hmm. My parents, born in the 30s, mm-hmm. went to school, and it was not until roughly high school mm-hmm. that they even learned the pledge. Like, really, mm-hmm. honestly learned it, recited it, did that thing. Yeah. And that's just two generations. That, that's like one generation to the next, that far mm-hmm. back. And then you start coming forward and, yeah, you're going to run into a lot of people that say, oh, it's always been like this, it's always been like that, it's always been like that. No, 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 it isn't. We may be running mm-hmm. out of people that know it's not like that or wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the pledge that my great-grandparents would have learned, the pledge that my grandparents uh, would have learned, the pledge that my parents learned and the pledge that my siblings and I learned were different. 
there were words added and removed. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not always been like that. Exactly. Yeah, that that's the thing that people don't get, is we're talking about 100 years. 100 years of history. And that's just 100 years. 100 years of history. Which is, it was not always mm-hmm. like that. Right. Well, it looks like we are fast approaching the end of our time. Yeah. We are. We'll have to continue on next time. Where we're going to be talking about this new America we live in and sharing our viewpoints on exactly why we think that, you know, we're on a tipping point here. So, mm-hmm. until next week, have a bearish time. Get out and have some coffee. Get out in the woods. Go tear something up. And remember, if it ain't right, growl at it. There you go. Good night. Good night, listeners. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asinite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens magazine. You'll find us at www.themagichappens.com.